హరియు పురుషౌలోకే క్షరక్షాక్షరే వరస్సర్వాణి భూతాని కూటస్థోక్షరోచ్యతే సో భగవాన్ రిలీజ్ ద సుప్రీం రియాలిటీ బై ఇండికేటింగ్ దిస్ ఫస్ట్ ద ప్రకృతి అండ్ పురుష్ అండ్ దెన్ దట్ సుప్రీం యాజ్ బియాండ్ దిస్ టూ so this prakriti purush itself is called here akshara purush and akshara purush that itself is called the kshetra and kshetradnya and para and apara prakriti the seer and the seen all these various terms are there for the same tatvas so that one appears like two so one supreme reality appears like the seer and the seen and this seer seen uh, drama itself is this whole uh, samsara whole world so one wants to be free of this uh, samsara has to then go back to one's own source to one's own real nature and that is the paramatma or uttama purush so uttama purushastvanya is different which pervades the entire world which pervades the all three states of experience which supports it and is beyond it also so it is beyond akshara purush and beyond akshara therefore it is called purushottama so after giving the gist of not only of bhagavad gita but the entire vedas the teacher now concludes in the following two verses verse number 19 yo ma me va ma samodha yo ma me va ma samodha janati purushottamam janati purushottamam sasarva vidbhajati maam భావేన భారత యో మాతి పురుషోత్తమం సర్వవిద్భజతి మాన యగవాన్ సేజ్ హే భారత ఓ అర్జున that he who whoever that person may be a seeker who recognizes this purushottama yo maam eva asammodha janati purushottama one who recognizes me as purushottama recognizes how that i am this purushottama hmm i am aham asmi iti purushottamam i am this that supreme purusha that pure i consciousness that pure brahma am i in this way one who recognizes that is called the state of enlightenment just as we in the state of ignorance considers ourselves as i am the body or i am man or i am woman or i am a brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra or i am indian or hindu so many concept we have about ourselves 
So when we come to recognize ourselves, not as all these things, but as that Purushottama, as the very source of this entire creation, it's a big, big thing. Hmm. As the source of this entire creation, when I recognize myself as that Purushottama, then I become free of all this samsara. That is called moksha, that is called a state of enlightenment or realization, various names. And who recognizes me? Asammodaha, one who becomes free of all delusion. So through following the path indicated in the scriptures, one becomes free of all confusion, gains that proper vairagya and then seeks one's own higher self within, which is hidden behind the lower self. It's like you keep something, uh, what you call a cloth, on, a, on some other object. So you just remove the cloth and then you see that object. Similarly, this false self is like hiding the real self. So when we look within ourselves, that looking within ourselves is the path of uh, of uh, meditation. So before that meditation, we have to gain proper knowledge and devotion. In uh, in Kaivalya Upanishad, it is said that it can be attained through Shraddha Bhakti Dhyana Yogad Avaihi. Shraddha means faith, Bhakti means love, and Dhyana Yoga. So, Shraddha, through proper study of the scriptures, we develop firm conviction about that self that is called Shraddha. And deep uh, devotion and love for that Supreme Self that is devotion. And with this too, when we meditate, we come to recognize our own self. Now, however much one may tell us, however much a teacher might tell us, ultimately we have to walk this path ourselves. It's like the horse. You can take the horse to the water, but finally the water has to be drunk by the horse. If you drink, horse will not benefit from it. Similarly, the teacher in the scriptures can take us, uh, show us the path, but we have to follow that path. So one who follows and comes to recognize that Purushottama as that Purushottama am I. Such a person is called Sasarvavit. He is the Sarvavit. In the beginning we saw the first shloka talked about Vedavit and here Bhagwan talks about Sarvavit. Same thing, a knower of the Veda, a knower of everything. Who is he? One who knows that Purushottama, one who knows that I. Because that I is the very essence of the Vedas. So one who recognizes this I, that person is called Sarvavit. All knower. So, sarva vid bhajati maam. Because uh, knowing I, you know everything. Not knowing the knower, whatever we know, is only uh, uh, what you call incomplete knowledge. Or illusory knowledge. 
I don't know myself, but I know so many things. That is, in it is totally illusory knowledge. It might have its own uh, usefulness in the world, but if a person says, I know a lot, you should find out whether he knows himself. If he doesn't know himself, and whatever he says about himself is not knowing himself. Knowing the body, knowing the mind, knowing our relationship. We know about ourselves, but we don't know ourselves. We talk about our body, our relationship, our education, our gender, our nationality, our religion. That is not knowing ourselves. And knowing that creates division also in the world. Knowing ourselves is knowing that I am that Purushottama. Sarva with such a person is all-knowing. And such a person alone, Bhagavan says, Bhajati Maam Sarva Bhavena Bharata. Such a person, realized master, alone looks at this whole world as the expression of that Supreme Self and loves the entire world. Bhajati Maam loves me in all. Sarva Bhavena. With all uh, emotion, with all uh, feelings, he loves me in this whole world. Otherwise our love also is limited and binding. But uh, when we know ourselves, we can really love the entire world. The less we know ourselves, the more our love is attachment only. And the more we know ourselves, the more it is pure love. So, sa sarva vid bhajati maam sarva bhavena bharata. And then finally Bhagwan concludes, he says, Iti guhyatamam shastram idamoktam mayanagha Etad buddhva buddhi mansyat Kritakrityascha bharata Iti guhyatamam shastram Idamoktam mayanagha Etad buddhva buddhi mansyat Kritakrityascha bharata uh, again, says Bharata, he Arjuna. This is iti. Thus, I have declared to you, Guhyatamam Shastram. Guhyatamam means top supreme secret. Guhya means secret. Guhyatara is more secret. Guhyatama is the superlative degree of secret. Top secret. Science and what is the top secret science is about our own self. It is such a most wonderful secret. We are always with ourselves, but we don't know ourselves. Top secret, like. And also, it remains a secret because even after knowing, in fact, we cannot know the self, but we can be the self. So it always remains a secret. You can become the secret. You can become the mystery. But you cannot solve the mystery. 
It is not a question which can be answered. It is not a problem which can be solved. It is a mystery which we become. So when I come to recognize myself, I remain as my own self. It is not some knowledge at the level of the intellect. If it was an intellectual knowledge, I could communicate it. If it is a feeling at the level of the mind, it can be communicated. If it is perception at the level of the senses, can be communicated. But it is our own self. Therefore it is Guisha Tamam. But at the same time, our scriptures, they have given us technique by which we can attain this state of enlightenment. It cannot be known objectively, but you can experience it, you can be it. Again, like our sleep. You cannot know what is sleep. You can't write anything about sleep. It is a great mystery. Where what, where are you in sleep? What happens to you? What exactly is happening there? Nobody can tell. But all of us, we experience sleep. A little child can experience sleep. An ignorant person can experience sleep. Male, female, everyone can experience sleep. Rich, old, rich and poor. Everyone can experience sleep. But sleep cannot be described in words. Similarly, all of us can experience our own self. But it cannot be described in words. It is Guisha Tamam. But the technique of attaining that state of enlightenment is given. And that is given in this, not only in this uh, 15th chapter, but also in the whole of Bhagavad Gita. In fact, in the whole of Bhagavad Gita and also in the 15th chapter. So that Shastra is called science. Science means everything we want to know about it is, is there. It's a complete science about science of enlightenment. It is not physics, chemistry, biology. But it is a science of enlightenment. Therefore it is called Brahma Vidya and Yoga Shastra. So it is Tamam Shastram. The entire Bhagavad Gita is called Shastra. And this 15th chapter is also called Shastra. It is the Sar of the fifth, uh, entire Bhagavad Gita. And also it tells us the essence of the Vedas. By saying that Veda Ischa Sarvaihi Ahameva Vedyaha. Yastam Vedasa Vedavita. By saying that one who knows this knows the Vedas. And the Sar of Veda is Aham. And that Aham is revealed here. Therefore, this is the essence of the Vedas. And also the essence of Bhagavad Gita. So, iti guishyatamam shastram idam uktam maya nagha. He anagha maya uktam idam. What I have spoken to you. O sinless Arjuna, what I have spoken to you now is this great science of enlightenment. People actually they close the book or they just worship it. But we have to read it, study it and follow the path indicated in this great uh, text. Even so called Krishna Bhaktas, they don't want to study his words. They say we just want to do your darshan. 
भगवान से जब मेरी बात तो सुनो नहीं बात ने आपकी बात नहीं सुनेंगे हम अब प्रसाद दे दो थोड़ा दिस आर वर्ड्स ऑफ भगवान श्री कृष्ण सो वी हैव टू लिसन टू हिम लिसनिंग इज ऑल्सो एक्सप्रेशन ऑफ लव इफ यू लव समवन यू शुड लिसन टू दैट पर्सन सो इफ यू से आई लव कृष्ण देन लिसन टू हिम वॉट इज ई सींग नो नो आई विल सिंग भजन एंड मेक हिम लिसन एंड समटाइम्स यू सिंग सो भजन इन सच अ वे दैट कृष्ण हैव टू रन अवे दम सो वी हैव टू लिसन टू हिम वॉट इज इज सेंग सेड सो मेनी थिंग्स यूर बट एसेंस इज दैट नो मी रिकग्नाइज मी सो एतद बुद्धवा बुद्धिवान स्यात वन हु नोज दिस वन हु फॉलोज दिस पाथ indicated in this science and one who knows this one who comes to gain this knowledge bhagwan says he alone is buddhiman buddhiman means having an intellect having buddhi the the purpose of our intellect or the highest purpose of intellect is to make us know our own self with the help of our buddhi mind we have to walk this path and ultimately come to recognize our own self so one who knows the self is called buddhiman otherwise just having buddhi doesn't make us buddhiman like people buy some musical instrument harmonium and all they buy just having an harmonium at home doesn't make you a musician once the neighbor uh, what you call the somebody bought a piano and was practicing like anything then one day one person came he said who are you he said i have come to repair your piano he said but have you never complained he said your neighbors complained <laughs> they complained so just by having a piano doesn't make us a pianist huh we have to practice similarly just having buddhi doesn't make us buddhiman buddhi if we use it to recognize my own self then such a person is called buddhiman so etat budva buddhiman sya some people they are afraid of this spirituality they say that oh is chakkar mein jayenge to hamara sab chhut jayega we have so many duties other duties in the world we have to achieve so many other things in this world i have to do this i have to do that bhagwan says when you attain this state of enlightenment you will reach a state of kritakrityata having done what you have to do you will feel that i have done what i have to do that feeling can come only when we follow this path and recognize ourselves kritakrityata is called krita means done kritya that which has to be done so fulfillment a deep sense of fulfillment will be experienced by the person who gains the state of enlightenment so this is given by our scriptures only because dharma adharma is also spoken by the scriptures but the scriptures also talk about the state of enlightenment 
so we need not argue with them so this is the best path which will take us to our own own uh, own self higher self so thus uh, this uh, 15th chapter a short sweet chapter which briefly indicated the highest truth first by describing the whole cosmos as a inverted uh, uh, people tree and then it has got the source its roots are up in that brahma only that purushottama is the source of this tree from that only it has come down all the all the trunk and branches and all has come down from that purushottama and that which has come down is the akshara and akshara purush only so the matter which goes to make the tree is like the akshara purush and that life force which is there is like akshara purush but we have to recognize that purushottama so in order to do that we have to gain vairagya so first step is to gain vairagya and then inquire and come to uh, recognize the self through inquiry through surrender through meditation we have to recognize our own self the qualities of nirmana moha jita sanga dosha etc help us to become fit to follow this path that uh, the jiva who is trying to follow this path and recognize the self is in fact the self only he is the amsha of that supreme reality alone so when he doesn't know that goes from one body to another that itself is called samsara but when he gains the eyes of wisdom then comes to recognize the self bhagwan in order to help us gives the vibhuti also that i alone am there in the sun the moon the fire the earth in all the herbs and in your stomach also and i am there in your heart so know me i alone am expressing as the akshara and akshara purusha but i am that purushottama i am beyond akshara purush and beyond akshara purush also one who knows me he is he becomes free of all bondage he alone loves me in all forms so this is the great secret science and knowing this a person becomes fulfilled finally that sankalpa vakya om tat sadite shrimad bhagavad gita su उपनिषत्सु ब्रह्मविद्यायां योगशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णार्जुनसंवादे पुरुषोत्तमयोगो नाम पंचदशोध्याय so thus om tat sat is that name or indicator of that supreme shrimad bhagavad gita so in this bhagavad gita which is a upanishad 
is revealed the knowledge of brahma brahma vidya and yoga shastra and the science of yoga in the form of a dialogue between bhagwan sri krishna and arjuna shri krishna arjuna samvade the name of this chapter is purushottama yoga and it is the 15th chapter so panchadashodhyayaha thus this chapter gets concluded here so om tat sat hari om but still huh? don't get up and go now we will see the questions which you have raised many questions are there so i will try to answer as many as i can and uh, then remaining we can see in the next during the next yajna also so let us see this came later on okay this is one question you said sleep comes naturally no one has to teach us how to do that see some objection must be there for that in sleep one decides not to interact with the world and sleep takes over also you said that there is a similarity between initial technique of sleep and meditation then why do most of us find it difficult to meditate please enlighten us as to how to achieve the state of meditation with as much as much ease as sleep so when we become tired we go to sleep and when we gain vairagya and proper knowledge and remain alert we go into the state of meditation so sleep is like going into a tamogun and meditation is to going into sattva gun so it requires qualification and the qualification is vairagya and proper knowledge understanding of the self and then holding on to that i am notion i am knowledge you just hold on to it and just surrender to it surrender to your own being see we have that i has got four expression as though i become the doer i am the feeler i am the thinker and i am just the being i am so i i do i feel i think and i am so you forget the first three don't do anything don't feel anything and don't think anything just be for this we have to give up that feeling and doing and thinking for that you require vairagya and to hold on to that i we require the understanding and the attitude of total surrender and faith so when we have that 
we will be able to go into the state of meditation as easily as we go to sleep hmm? so briefly i will answer ha huh? we say that god is present in this world is he present in some particular place or we just believe that god is there for example when we go to places like amarnath vaishno devi and other holy places is he present there so when we say god is present in this world god is present in this world as akshara and akshara purush you should understand the presence of god and what we mean by god from the scriptures only not from other newspaper or something like that so god is present everywhere even this flower is god he is he alone is there unfortunately we don't recognize that is our problem it is not a problem the god is not there god's presence is there in the flower also he is everywhere then why we go to vishnu devi and and uh, other places hmm? amarnath because there we have created a impression through so many years and stories are there and so many there the presence of god is uh, felt by many many people there so when we also go it helps us to feel the presence of god even tirthakshetra the varanasi or vrindavan you go there we have the stories of bhagwan and he has played his uh, leela and bal leela and all so when we go there it becomes easy for us to feel the presence of god there but god's presence is everywhere so those who are weak in their spiritual journey they have to go to such places which will help them to feel the presence of god but once you start feeling the presence of god let it extend it to every place finally it should be in your own home in your own uh, what you call living room in your kitchen one should feel the presence of god because he is everywhere it is an insult to say that he only is there and he is not anywhere else god is bhagwan says maya tatam idam sarvam jagat avyakta murti na i pervade this whole world he doesn't say i am only at vishnu devi he says i pervade the whole world i am there everywhere but some places my special vibhutis are there for those who do not feel my presence they can look at this vibhutis they can go to that temple they can go to the special place there they will feel my presence but otherwise i am everywhere ha huh? so uh, god is everywhere and you have to Uh, gain the eye of wisdom to see god with our physical eye we will not be able to see the presence of god but when we gain the vision from the scriptures we will be able to see god if you ask tulsidas ji he says i see god everywhere see ram am i sab jag jan if you ask some other person he says kahan i see ram ye to mera chachera bhai hai so they cannot see but the realized master see god everywhere
so we have to gain the vision of uh, this wisdom to see God. When we are in your presence, listening to your pravachan, we understand and feel we can continue the sadhana easily. But once we go back, it becomes difficult to bring that bhava in heart. What is the right sadhana to have the same bhava in mind all the time? Either all the time I have to sit and give pravachan. <laughs> Uh, that is one method, but it is not possible. So, you have to, therefore, after the pravachan, what you do is also very important. Many times what happens, after, immediately after pravachan, we start talking of worldly thing and forget the pravachan. Then there is no hope. Then it is very difficult, no hope name, very difficult. We have to maintain, just like khana khane ke baad, maan somebody eating and immediately vomits it out. It will not be helpful for that person. Khana to khaliya pura, lekin pura fake diya bahar. What is the use? So, when we listen, we have to contemplate on whatever. The whole lecture, we have to again recollect. If to help us recollect, we write notes and all. Or we have the series and all available. So we have to recollect the whole thing, contemplate and understand it ourselves. When you listen to Pravachan, it is the teacher's understanding, the speaker's understanding. But when you think about it, contemplate on it, it becomes your understanding. To make it your understanding takes a lot of time. Then once it becomes your understanding, then you can carry the bhava wherever you go. But if it is teacher's understanding, then you have to carry teacher everywhere, which is not possible. So, you have to, after listening to Pravachan, you think about it, reflect on it, write down notes, take it seriously first of all. Write down notes, think about it, talk about it, meditate on it. And then this bhava can be maintained even when you are not here. In shlokas 16 and 17, we are told the kshara and akshara, then purushottama as ishvara or ishvara. As I understood from our earlier studies, the akshara, the immutable, change, unchanging is supreme consciousness or brahma. Ishvara understood as creator, sustainer and destroyer who also come from the immutable supreme consciousness. So how can Ishvara be the Purushottama? See that uh, these uh, terms should be understood in that proper context. Sometimes the same terms are used differently, like that Akshara word is used for Brahma also. We had seen there in the 13th, in the 8th chapter, the word Akshara is used for Brahma, even in the uh, I think in the 12th chapter also. But here in this context, it is called Akshara Purush and Kshara Purush. So Kshara means the changing and Akshara means the unchanging. And Purushottama is that which is beyond this Kshara and Akshara. And Ishvara, this term I explained yesterday also, Ishvara means the master. 
So Purushottama alone here is indicated as the master. So try to understand it uh, as it is uh, explained in a particular uh, uh, chapter and particular context and it will become more clear. No doubt Ishvara elsewhere is also indicated as the creator, sustainer and destroyer. Ishvara even in this chapter is also indicated as Jiva. Jiva himself is called Ishvara. Vibharth, huh? I mean from one body to another body, this Utkram Matishwaraha. Ishvara alone goes. So they have these terms have to be understood according to the context. Out of context, if we take, we can get miss. We will be miss. I mean, misunderstanding the whole thing. Please clarify Karada Sharir with respect to Swiss bank account. <laughs> Karana Sharir is uh, the stock of our samskar. We have these three bodies: the gross physical body. The subtle body which is made up of mind, intellect, senses, the pranas. And the Karana Sharir is the samskar, the causal state of this uh, subtle body. The causal state of subtle body and, and the gross body is called the causal body. Means it is the avyakta, what we call avyakta or prakriti or vasanas or samskars. They are called the Karan Sharir. And from this Karan Sharir itself, a, a little bit of that samskar is taken up and we gain the present body of this present lifetime. So we have a great stock of samskar lying in the Karan Sharir, but only little bit of it fructifies to give the experience in this body. Therefore, the current Sharir is like a stock kept in Swiss bank. Hmm. So, you take little bit of that money and use it for your business and all. But the majority is kept there. Therefore, I had compared it. Account number and all I had not mentioned. So, <laughs> that we can avoid. Swamiji, is Chitta Shuddhi an effort towards it in in prarabdha, I am unable to understand the meaning of self-effort when you talk about surrender. See, we have to keep putting forth effort without uh, worrying about whether it is in our prarabdha or it is in self-will and all. You keep putting forth effort. Because when we are hungry, we put forth effort to eat. We don't wait there and say, Prarabdha mein hoga, Laddu, mumi. You will be sitting like that only. Huh. So you keep putting forth effort to do your sadhana. And effort we have to put forth till we hold on to that pure I am. Once we hold on to that pure I am, we have to surrender to it. Surrender to our own being. Thereafter, that supreme reality take over. Our effort is till we reach the door of I am. Till we, uh, and before that we have to gain the vairagya, gain the proper understanding. For that we have to put forth effort. And after putting forth effort, once we 
uh, reach that abode of meditation, in that high state of meditation, we have to let go of all our effort and just hold on to it. Just let go of all effort and the Supreme will take over. Again, like our sleep. We have to put forth effort in the beginning to go to sleep. But once we reach a particular stage of sleep, then we have to just let go and the sleep take over. So that is the meaning of uh, effort and then also about surrender. So surrender comes at the end, not in the beginning. Surrender comes final stage. Final stage is surrender. It's like a person pole vault. So with the help of the pole, one can jump to a high uh, level. Then you drop the pole and just surrender to the gravity. And you just fall on the other side. Don't have to do anything. Even if you do something, it will be useless only. So just relax and let yourself fall on the other side. Does God really exist? If yes, then why we can't see Him? God really exists and He exists as you. And also God exists as this world. So it is, uh, it is not true that we can't see God. Only we don't see God of our idea. That is the, we have idea God must be like Krishna with Murli and all and I should be able to see. That God you might not be able to see. But the world, Bhagavan says, I am the world. So world, you, if you can see the world, you are seeing God. If you can see the other person, you can, you are seeing God. If you are looking into the mirror, you can see your face, you are seeing God. If you are eating, drinking, sleeping, touching, walking, talking, then you are seeing God. Because that is what God is. God says, I am in the water. Rasoham apsukante, I am the rasa in water. The taste in water. If you can taste that taste, then you are tasting God. Bhagwan says, I am the fire and the heat in the fire. You just put your finger in fire and check it out. If you can feel something, then you are feeling God. Bhagwan says, I am the light in the sun. So if I can see that light, I am seeing God. So God is not what we, our idea of God. Everyone has got their own idea of God. And that idea might be wrong. And those wrong ideas we don't see. So God is, uh, He exists. He exists as the world and He exists as your own self, as your higher self. So to see Him, you have to be Him. Ah, as in His supreme form, if you want to see Him, you just be Him. If you want to see Him as His expression, then look at the world and see Him like that. A realized master is firmly established in Turiya, in Brahman. Does he experience dreams and deep sleep? See, for a realized master also, uh, one who is established, firmly established in Turiya, then there is no dream, there is no sleep, there is no nothing. Then that a person is called, uh, he has gone beyond that Turiya also. Turiya Tita it is called. One who is firmly established in Turiya, his body also gets dropped off and he uh, is becomes one with Brahma. 
but one who is not firmly established in Turiya can come out, come into waking state, dream state, deep sleep state also. But even when he comes in the other three states, he recognizes, he knows that he is that Brahma. So he is a Jivan Mukta Purusha only, who has experienced that Turiya, is a Jivan Mukta. But still he also is wakes up, he also dreams, he also goes into deep sleep state. But he is not ignorant, he knows his real self. Since all consciousness is the same and we are all one, then why such differences in behavior, thought? How do these differences come about? And at what stage do they start to come about? Since we are all the amsha of the same one reality. Yes, all consciousness is same. But the Prakriti has got 24 Tattvas and it is not same. Prakriti is different. The Gunas are different. Rajogun, Tamogun, Sattvagun and their permutation combinations are different. So all differences what you see is Prakriti. All oneness you see that is Purusha. So it depends on where you are looking. If you are saying that all consciousness is same, then look at consciousness. You will see it same anyway. But if you see differences, then you will see dif- Prakriti. And Prakriti is different. The colors are different. The temperatures are different. The different uh, bodies are different. The minds are different. The intellect are different. So they can't be same. And the tamasic mind will behave differently. Sattvic will behave differently. So they are not the same. So outwardly you will not find the world same, but the essence of everything is same. So these differences are always there in the world and the oneness is also always there in the world. Depends on where you are looking. If you look at Prakriti, you are bound. If you look at that Purusha, you become free. Sukshma Sharir कारण शरीर के बारे में विस्तृत जानकारी देने की कृपा करें मैंने अभी विस्तृत जानकारी दी है सूक्ष्म शरीर जो है वो दिस और पंच ज्ञानेंद्रिय पंच कर्मेंद्रिय पंच प्राण मन बुद्धि चित्त अहंकार से बना हुआ है उसे सूक्ष्म शरीर कहते हैं और इसका जो कारण है स्थूल शरीर और सूक्ष्म शरीर का भी जो कारण है उसे कारण शरीर कहते हैं कारण शरीर हमारे संस्कार से बना हुआ होता है उसमें संस्कार है पूर्व जन्मों के अनेक जन्मों के संस्कार उसमें है तो उसे कारण शरीर मोर डिटेल ऑफ दिस यू कैन स्टडी इन टेक्स्ट लाइक विवेक चुड़ामणि और आत्मबोध तत्वबोध वेदांत के ग्रंथ है उसमें डिटेल यू कैन नो अबाउट इट इफ वी आर ऑल वन कॉन्शियसनेस why don't we feel other people's emotions? Interesting question, huh? It is good that we don't feel other people's emotions. Our own emotions are so difficult for us to control. And if you start feeling other people's emotions, it will be a total headache only. So that will be very difficult for you. Huh? 
So one thing is it is good that we can't feel other person's emotions. Otherwise you can't sit next to each other, I tell you. <laughs> really? Agar wo dusro ka emotion pata chale, that is the great blessing given us by Bhagwan. If you, I will tell you, if suppose somebody tells you or if you say that I can read your mind, oh, this one Swami is there or some Mahatma is there who can read your mind, people will be afraid to go to him. Because they will say, Mera man to kya better not go there. So consciousness is one, but the minds are many. So, consciousness, when I say I, it is that consciousness identified only with one body, mind, intellect. So, the consciousness which is identified with other body, mind, intellect, uh, what you call, uh, if you identify with that supreme consciousness, you will be able to know what is happening in all the minds. But if you are identified only with that consciousness, which is identified with only your body, mind, intellect, you will not be able to. It's like your computer. When you are not connected to the www, then whatever is in your computer itself you know. But when you get connected to the internet, then you can know what is happening in the other computer also. You can chat with the other person also. Bhagwan ne kahi para apara कहीं प्रकृति पुरुष कहीं क्षेत्र क्षेत्रज्ञ कहीं क्षर अक्षर जो कहा है वह क्या विशेष अर्थ के लिए कहा है जबकि सब का अर्थ एक ही है आई एम नॉट लिटिल आई एम नॉट लिटिल क्लियर अबाउट द सेम विथ रिगार्ड्स आई हैड मेंशन दैट सबका ऑल दिस टर्म्स आर यूज्ड फॉर द सेम थिंग बट दे हैव स्लाइट डिफरेंट नुआंसेस व्हिच which uh, you must have noticed when we had studied those uh, texts. Uh, first, Bhagwan talked about para and apara prakriti. He only talked about prakriti. But he divided uh, them into para and apara. Para, he called it like jiva and uh, apara as the changing, the ashtadha prakriti. Bhumirapo nalova yukham mano buddhirevacha Ahankariti yamme bhinna prakriti ashtadha. And then uh, he used these various other terms. In the Kshetra, Kshetradnya also I had explained what is the meaning of Kshetra and what is the meaning of Kshetradnya. So the same, these two terms are uh, used with difference in, slight difference in their meaning so that you will be able to understand and appreciate it from a different standpoint. So now I may not be able to go into details about it, but uh, uh, like Purusha means that which is existing in the Pura. Prakriti means that which was first created like Prathama Kriti. So all these terms have got their own significance, but if you understand the main meaning that when we say prakriti, it is the seen, and when we say purusha, it is the seer. That much only, if you understand, that is enough. Swamiji, I am a 60-year-old woman with a fulfilling life, children, husband, family, material wealth, 
what should be what should my spiritual path be for the next 20 years please explain in a few steps first of all you have a plan that 20 years you won't get realization you have to do something for 20 years see just you have to uh, spirituality is you should be able to do your sadhana for one minute for one moment and you have to just extend that moment and that one moment sadhana is to remember uh, simple sadhana is to remember your own self remember your own higher self while doing whatever you are doing like in the eighth chapter bhagwan has said mam anusmara yudhyacha so remember your own higher self and do whatever and for that simple thing also our mahatma self said namasmaran so you give a name to that higher self ram or krishna whatever name and just remember that name and just continue doing your daily duties or whatever you are doing but other uh, path of spirituality seriously if you want to uh, attain that state of enlightenment within before 20 years and all then you have to follow it seriously gain vairagya and then follow the path of self inquiry and surrender i know that fear worry anxiety are in the mind and not in the i yet in some situation i am affected by this how to get out of this situation if you are affected then you are identified with it so for that you have to deal with it by cultivating positive positive values like fear can be overcome by gaining proper understanding even worries can be overcome by proper understanding uh with faith faith in the higher power so by developing values like ahimsa satyam asteya brahmacharya aparigraha and uh, for fear and all deep uh, faith in uh, yourself and in that uh, your own supreme self when we have that deep faith then we will not be we will not have this fear and anxiety and all and again continue doing your duties with that faith in that supreme and uh, you will be able to overcome this anxieties uh, though all these anxieties and all are not in the i but when that i identifies with the mind then it seems to be uh, there in the i so if you want to get rid of it completely then just sit in that i consciousness alone let the anxieties and all be in the mind and be the witness of these anxieties hmm? briefly mai bol raha hu you might not be satisfied with you might get more anxiety swami ji ne thoda bol ke ab rakh diya kagaj so you have faith in god earlier three words constituting om were enunciated by swami ji in a sublime and simple manner with folded hands i request to once again do the same time permitting if you remember when earlier you can buy my this uh, cd
all the CDs and DVDs and all are available and they are there. I don't remember exactly what you mean earlier because every time that OM comes and I talk about it in different ways. So OM is the supreme that uh, reality alone uh, is indicated by the term OM. As I said also I was saying that OM and AHAM is same. Different different uh, way of expressing that AHAM is OM. So OM when we is also indicator of that supreme. So in that OM there are these three letters are there A, O, Ma and then the silence is there. So A indicates the Jagrat Avastha, U indicates the Swapna Avastha, Ma indicates the Sushupti Avastha and the silence indicates the Turiya Avastha. So with the help of Om and understanding the meaning of these uh, three Avasthas and the, and the connection with these three letters, we have to meditate and try to reach that state of Turiya. So Om also becomes like a help like a support to reach the state of Turiya. So it is called Etad Alambanam Shrishtam Etad Alambanam Param in Kathopanishad. The Om is called as Alambanam. Alamban means uh, support to recognize the Supreme. So that also you can see. The last chapter was a great help in recognizing the three gunas. With particular reference to verse 10, our momentary personality is the resultant of the three gunas, whichever is prominent taking effect. For simplicity, can we think of the three gunas as three mutually perpendicular vectors? maths <laughs> I never thought I will get this question. <laughs> so, three mutually perpendicular vectors, okay. And the personality at that moment being the resultant pull in the direction and strength. Once recognized, can we improve it by invoking Sattva Gunas? Yes. Yes, because if you say no, you have to explain why no. Yes, no explanation. Yes, yes, yes. Really speaking, I did not understand this vector business. So, uh, as I understand, Todasa, these three gunas are mutually contradictory to each other. This is very interesting. These three gunas, Sattva guna is opposed to Rajogun and Tamogun. Rajogun is opposed to Tamogun and Sattva guna. Tamogun is opposed to Rajogun and Sattva guna. They are like mutually contradictory. And they are all three are always there. Therefore, always there is some sort of tension in our mind which is made up of these three gunas. Always there is tension. But when we come into Sattva guna, we overcome the Rajogun and Tamogun. And when we invoke more and more Sattva guna, the Rajogun and Tamogun start vanishing. And when pure Sattvagun we reach, we can transcend that Sattvagun also. So they are like these three vectors going in different direction. And the pull is there on the self. 
but uh, we have to take support of the higher gunas. So if we are in Tamogun, we have to take support of Rajogun. A person who is more lazy, I mean very uh, sleepy, lazy and all, should take help of Rajogun, become more active, develop some more energy, power, passion and desires and all. And one who has great activity, he should take support of Sattvagun by dedicating his action to some higher cause. So that Sattvagun arises more and more, gets invoked. And once that Sattvagun comes, through study of the scriptures, through meditation, we have to then make it more and more pure. And then in that pure state of Sattvagun, when we are established in that I am consciousness, one can transcend the Sattvagun also and get established in the self. The understanding remains at intellectual level. Can you please tell us some practical implementable method of realizing it also? Thanks. Regards. This all I am saying is practical methods only that you just hold on to one path. One is that knowledge and another is following. Therefore, the Bhagavad Gita concludes uh, all, all chapter by saying Brahma Vidya and Yoga Shastra. Brahma Vidya is knowledge, theory and Yoga Shastra is practice. Both these are mentioned in every chapter. So, we have to make our understanding more and more clear and then practice it in our life as it is mentioned. So, Karma Yoga, if it is said, follow the path of Karma Yoga. Bhakti, when it is described, follow that path. Jnana, follow that path. And then Dhyana, that also we have to follow. We have to follow this path in order to actually reach that state of enlightenment. Just remaining at the level of knowing it will not help. So, practical guidance is given every now and then. in the. But always we feel that it is not given. Even now I am saying that you just hold on to that uh, your own self, I am, while doing whatever work you are doing, just uh, focus your attention on who you are and work. And when you are not having any work on anything, just sit uh, silently and meditate on that, on your own being. This if you do for a long time, then slowly you will get the hang of it. And then one will gain that abidance in it. It will not come immediately. Even if you want to practice harmonium, it takes months together. So even to practice that gaining that abidance in the self, it takes long time. It has to be done continuously, sincerely, with all faith. When we are in satsang or in company of the minded people, we are aware of our true self. But this awareness fizzles out after some time. Why it happens? Because you are losing the company of the minded people. So we have to make use of that by... by, as I said, we have to reflect on whatever we have studied and try to make it your knowledge. See, it is not that you have to study lot of books and all. Even one, one uh, sentence or one idea, if it becomes yours, 
it will then be with you all the time. Even one idea. It doesn't, you don't have to study the whole Bhagavad Gita. Even Bhagavad Gita kinchida dhita, Ganga jalalava kanika apita, sakrata piena murari samarcha, kriyate tasya yamena nacharcha. Even a little bit of Bhagavad Gita, but it should become yours. You should not say Krishna ne aisa kaha. Krishna ne hi kaha hai, but you should also say that I also feel the same. But if you say Krishna ne kaha, mere Swamiji kaite rete, bahut bar kaha unhone. Then it will not help. But if you say, I also say the same thing. It is my experience, my understanding also, my conviction also. Your conviction will help you. Not your knowledge or not your information or data and all those things. Conviction, how much convinced are you? Even a little bit of uh, knowledge which is given here, if you have that full conviction in it, that will be very beneficial and it will remain with you even when you leave the company of these minded people. <laughs> then, meditation takes me to sleeping state quite often. What could be done, Swamiji? Just see that you switch off the light and just have a comfortable this so that you sleep for a long time without a problem. See, when we are meditating, sleep is one of the obstacle which comes. So, it is said in the scriptures that when sleep comes, you remain alert. Alertness is required to overcome sleep. Alertness is required to overcome sleep. So, you try to be alert. And also, when we meditate, we should be totally refreshed and awake and all. When we get up uh, at uh, odd hours and we are half asleep and all, then we will fall asleep. So we should try to meditate when we are fully awake and alert. And also while meditating, try to remain as alert as possible. But even if sleep comes, it's, uh, it is not bad. It's an obstacle only. But... Uh, uh, you continue meditating con- constantly and slowly that uh, sleep will also not come then. Because there are obstacles like uh, distraction of the mind comes. Huh? Vikshep it is called. Vikshep, Kashaya and this Nidra and Rasaswad. Four obstacles are there. So when we sit for meditation, Vikshep, disturbance of the mind. Then the another obstacle is all sorts of negative emotions and ideas, thoughts start coming. Purane purane kahi kahi ke kachar patar chije aajati hai. So that is called uh, also kashaya. Then another obstacle in meditation is uh, rasaswad. We start enjoying a particular state of the mind that we fail to transcend the mind. It is called rasaswad. We start enjoying it. And then we don't go ahead. That's also an obstacle. And nidra is also an obstacle. So when nidra comes, we should try to become more alert. Swamiji, due to life's experiences, there is lot of bitterness inside me. Please tell me to annihilate this bitterness urgently and fast. I have started doing upas 
Vipassana meditation twice a day, morning and evening. However, I find it a slow process to eradicate this maliciousness inside me. See, uh, what you call uh, this, uh, we have to learn to resolve these issues, that bitterness and all which is there, if it is properly resolved and and it can be resolved if you learn to learn to forgive. The bitterness is there because some anger is there, some uh, something against someone. So we have to learn the art of forgiveness. By vipassana and by all this meditation and all, it will not help. It will the the thing will remain in the heart only. So one should consciously. Proactively uh, uh, learn to forgive. You, I have written one book, Art of Forgiveness. You read that also, and uh, uh, also uh, forgive at the conscious level, and then slowly while meditating, go deep within and at a deeper level. When your mind is totally calm, peaceful, and when you are more relaxed, at that level you forgive. At a peaceful level, because at that level you are totally at ease, so at that level also you forgive. Because all this bitterness is nothing but anger, jealousy, greed, passion, all this kama, krodha, lobha, moha, madha, matsar. Their reasons may be anything. Because uh, you might say the genuine reason is there. Genuine reason then why you are suffering. So if you are suffering, then it is not proper. For somebody else's wrongdoing or somebody else's mistake, you need not suffer. So you do whatever you have to do in the world outside, but within your heart, you have to develop that attitude of total forgiveness and letting go. It's an attitude of letting go. When we learn this, at very moment you let go, you will feel very relaxed and happy. Because ultimately, if we hold on to somebody else's mistakes and all, then even the existence, God will also will not be able to forgive you. We ask for forgiveness from God, but we don't forgive others. So we should learn to just forgive and forget and remove that bitterness immediately, fast. My question is, when a being dies, and the consciousness merges with the supreme consciousness. It may then take up identification with any other form or being in prakriti as it is all one space. How does the spiritual sadhana help the seeker then? Because even a non-seeker's consciousness also merges in the same space. Please remove my confusion and correct the fault in my understanding. The fault in your understanding is when a person dies, the consciousness doesn't merge into supreme consciousness. Only the outer shell is dropped and we take up another one. Like I said, these three bodies are there, gross physical body, the subtle body and the causal body. And you can say this is the consciousness with these three bodies. So when a person dies, only the the little finger, the what you call the gross body is falls off. But rest, everything remains as it is. So after some time, the other body is taken up. So the person remains same, only the bodies get changed. It's like the chip of your mobile. You remove it, 
removing it from one mobile and putting it into another mobile it doesn't change the chip it just changes the mobile the external instrument sometimes you get a better instrument that time the chip can be used more enhancedly useful but sometimes you get a bad instrument so different bodies are different instrument and the jiva is like the chip which goes from one body to another and when that jiva come to recognize that i am that supreme consciousness then all this samsara comes to an end that is called moksha okay so that is the this is complete all your question now few uh, announcement before i conclude see we have uh, been studying this bhagavad gita for a long time and now within uh, this only three chapters are remaining so it is a long journey we have had uh, the three chapters we will complete in four months Uh, but uh, that doesn't mean our uh, study of the bhagavad gita come to an end you can actually go through the same bhagavad gita again by listening to the cds and all it helps and i have also downloaded uh, some uh, our uh, talks of bhagavad gita on that speaking tree site so many of you must be knowing that's on speaking tree you can go on that site and under my name you can see all the second chapter videos we have downloaded now so you can uh, listen to the pravachan there also and then also your notes and all you can study but uh, there is one more very interesting uh, program which recently we have uh, it has come up and on this guru purnima day it will be uh, it will be Uh, functioning fully and that is our bhagavad gita course this just like we have vedanta course we have now started a bhagavad gita course this is a correspondence course either uh, on the regular mail or email you can correspond and in in 30 lessons the 18 chapters of bhagavad gita are covered in 30 lessons and this 30 lessons will take 15 months in one month two lessons comes so this is a very beautiful course which you can just do it at home along with your family members the lessons come you have to read the lessons you have to discuss the lesson among your family members or your friends and all and then you have to answer the questions which will be there at the end of the lesson the lessons small lessons which you can read in one sitting but you have to think about it and answer the lessons and then you send the answers to our uh, that course place that is uh, chinmay international foundation and they will correct your answers and give you some marks also and send it back and if you have done something wrong they will explain it to you also and you can interact with the brahmachari swami who is there who will be correcting your questions answers and all so this is a very beautiful course and uh, already the e vedanta course and other vedanta uh, foundation and advanced course is very popular all over the world and this will now begin so i would uh, 
request you to go through this and you can uh, you can do this course also not only for yourself but for your friends and other relatives you can tell those who cannot come for regular bhagavad gita classes and even those who come you can do this course so it is like it will be like a revision of the entire bhagavad gita it will be helpful this is with um, uh, based on our pujya guruji swami tejomayananji's talks on bhagavad gita and uh, he has also given special uh, talks for this course itself so it's a well structured systematic course which is like a study of the entire bhagavad gita so very helpful so you can collect the forms if those who want to do this course you can also find the information on on the net so this is the vedanta course or bhagavad gita course i had also given uh, talks on um, upadesh sar and in, on in upadesh sar there is one particular verse which talks about japa uttamastavad uchchamandata chittajam japa dhyanam uttamam that is the shloka on that shloka for a one day i had given a talk it is a talk on japa japa yoga hmm. so that particular talk is now uh, we have brought out in the form of a cd so that has been uh, it has come so i am releasing it today now so this cost uh, 100 rupees and you can uh, know about what is japa and all okay so it was very nice hari om and we will conclude with a prayer